Psalms chapter 146 tonight. What a blessed spirit of God. What wonderful testimonies. What a wonderful privilege it is to take the Lord's Supper. What a wonderful privilege it is to have the desire to be in the house of God. Amen. Some people don't have that desire, but God can give them that holy desire. And I believe we ought to desire Him above all things. Our theme for this year has been seek the Lord and our with all your heart, with all your heart. Trust the Lord, seek the Lord. I hope that you have had a year where you've sought the Lord. Psalms 146, <clears throat> we're going to read this, and I'll just give you a, just a real brief outline of it. might preach it Sunday morning. The Lord lets me, but uh, I want you to see this beautiful psalm. It's the first of five psalms called the Holla Psalms or the Hallelujah Psalms. These five psalms were probably written around the time Israel returned from a terrible time of bondage in Babylon. <clears throat> Can you remember when you was in a terrible time of bondage in your sin? And after they returned from exile, the Jews rebuilt the city walls of Jerusalem. They rebuilt the temple and they reestablished their nation. And to commemorate the grace of God in bringing them back from the edge of extension, I mean from being extinct, these Praise psalms were written to glorify the name of the Lord, all five of them. And therefore, all five of these are precious psalms. They begin and end with a declaration of God's praise and call for others to become involved in, in that. You'll notice that each of these last five psalms starts with praise ye the Lord, and then it ends with praise ye the Lord. The phrase translates in the Hebrew Hallelujah, or as we Southerners say, Hallelujah, Amen, and thank God for it. So I want us to read uh, this these cha this chapter together, and I'll announce my text, and um, which is the whole chapter, and we'll we'll just give you the outline, and you can meditate on it. And I want to entitle it, "He is worthy, He is worthy, Amen." God's worthy, and uh, if you'll think about what He's done in your life. He's worthy of everything you got. Lock, stock, and barrel. Not a tip, but a total commitment. Let's stand on the Word of God. I'll read the first verse. You read the second. I like to do that sometimes. When I was a Southern Baptist and I was a kid, we did this on every service. Uh, it's called responsive reading. So we're going to respond. I'll start with one. Y'all do the other one. Verse 2. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Verse 2. Put not your trust in princesses, nor in the sons of man, in whom there is no help. Breath. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob. For his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God. Which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry, the Lord looseneth the prisoners.
The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. Sound beautiful. You may be seated. Father, thank you for the wonderful service we've had. It's been so precious. And now, Lord, bless as we uh, preach the Word of God to our hearts that we might respond, might repent. God, we might just dedicate all that we are and all that we have to praise your name because you are worthy. Thank you. In Jesus' name we preach and pray for your glory. Amen. I want you to notice in verse 1 and 2 with the theme, He is worthy, the challenge to praise, the challenge to praise. You know, I believe it's all right to praise God, whichever way you want to. Some do it with a whisper, some lift their little finger, some lift their whole hand, some just whisper it. That's all right. I'm just saying, friend, it's all right to praise God because He's worthy of praise. And the greatest way to praise God is not only vocally but volitionally and that means give your life to God and be praiseworthy. Say amen. That your life, your decisions, your appetites, your actions, your priorities, praise God. That there is a living God and that He's not just God, He is Lord of your life. That gives Him the glory in your life. But I want you to see, first of all, the call to praise. In verse 1 it says, Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. All five of these hallelujah psalms start and end with that phrase. And folks, I want you to know the psalmist is calling upon souls to praise the Lord. And we that are redeemed, justified, sanctified, ought to be thrilled, filled, and satisfied. Say amen. One time Brother Lou Rossi was preaching and a man got saved back to the 530 prayer meeting, which most new converts don't have the nerve to do. And went back to that, and they prayed around the circle, didn't pray all at one time, probably scared him to death they had. And he got around to his turn to pray, and he didn't know what to say, but he just said, Lord, I'm a satisfied customer. <laughs> Amen. And thank God, folks, the Lord honored that prayer as much as he did all the Rehoboam, Jeroboams, and all the other fancy words. Amen. Look back to Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. You started it, Brother Gregory, so I'm going to end it. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. What a great psalm this is. This will remind you to praise the Lord. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. That shows some effort, some enthusiasm, and some priority. But why? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all, all his benefits. This is now. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies the mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank God, friend, we've been redeemed, we've been forgiven, we've been sanctified, we've been set, as, set aside for God's glory, and we ought to do it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that uh, in heavenly places we're blessed with spiritual blessings. There's things that money cannot buy. 
The government cannot tax. Thank God. And thank the Lord, friend, it's things that we cannot lose if, we, and if we'll only realize how wonderful it is to be saved. And then I see the commitment to praise God. Back in 146, verse 2, it said, uh, While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. First of all, there ought to be an earthly commitment. I believe as long as God gives you breath, you ought to obey 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, that we ought to praise Him continually, that we ought to praise Him daily, that we ought not cease to praise Him, that we ought to be filled with the Spirit of God, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, the evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. Number one is joy, verse 19, but verse 20, giving thanks for all things, for it's the will of God. It's the will of God for your life. Giving thanks for all things. That means Holy Ghost contentment. Don't we live in a discontented world? They don't seem like nobody's happy. You go over to the mall and people are going up and down the mall and they're not even smiling when they got the bags full of clothes. It's just pathetic. People in the restaurants griping about the food, griping about the waitress, griping about the crowd, griping about the kids not being acting like adults. And they leave their... Full but empty. Folks, we need to praise God. As the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing but in everything. With prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving in your heart. Oh, folks, there's an earthly commitment. But thank God there is an eternal commitment. I'll close with this. The psalmist goes on and tells us that as long as we exist, because we're an eternal being, we will praise the Lord and it's personal but it's in perspective of all these frivolous things it says I will sing praises I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being and guess what friend your being is eternal so there ought to be earthly praise and there ought to be eternal praise and one day you're going to have a shock to your system if you don't praise God now because heaven's full of it. Amen. Folks, there is not going to be anybody bragging on works and bragging on princesses that cannot satisfy. Next verse. And men of, uh, in, in this world, there's going to be only one focus of praise, and that's the Lamb. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 4, and I want you to look at verse 11. Maybe we ought to just read the whole chapter, but this is what's happening in heaven. Revelation chapter 4. And folks, I want to tell you something, it's going to be a wonderful scene. And after this I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard uh, was a trumpet talking with me which said, come up hither and I'll show thee things which must be hereafter. And all through this chapter shows the seraphim circling, verse 6, uh, the, the four living creatures circling, singing holy, 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 holy Lord God. We're going to see that. We're going to hear that. And I want to tell you something, it's been going on 6,000 years because when Isaiah saw the Lord, he saw the same angels circling the throne where his train did fill a temple and the Holy Spirit filled the temple and, and uh, Isaiah saw the Lord in the year King Uzziah died. And what were they doing? They were singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Folks, all these thousands of years, They've been circling the throne, singing it. They're still singing it. They'll always sing it. But thank God, friend, we can join them because of the 
holy God that took your unholy place and died in your place and sacrificed himself and shed his blood for your salvation. See, there'll be no more praising priests. There'll be no more praising preachers. There'll be no more praising denomination. There'll be no more praising each other. Folks, when we get to heaven, there's one object of praise. And folks, we ought to have earthly praise because one day we're going to have eternal praise in heaven and it's all going to be towards the Lamb. One more verse. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 through 14. Well, a few verses. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 through 14. The Bible says, and they sung a new song. We're talking about heaven now. Saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou was slain. Look at the theme of heaven. Calvary. That's because that's the only way you're going to get to heaven, my friend. It says, and has redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred. That's why we send missionaries, Brother Darrell. And every tongue and people and nation. They have a right to hear. And look at verse 10. Has made us unto our gods kings and priests. We're made priests. And we shall reign on the earth. We're coming back with him. Thousand years reign. Look at verse 11. And I beheld and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne of the beast and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, and thousands and thousands. Saying with a loud voice, here's the theme of heaven. Here's the song of heaven. Here's the activity of heaven. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as were in the sea and all, and all that were, are, are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. Folks, we need to have an earthly commitment to praise God. We need to have an eternal commitment, as the psalmist goes on to say, as long as we exist in any form, we're going to praise God. And it's going to be a wonderful place. We can sing, bless the Lord, O my soul. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for the Lamb. And the whole theme of heaven is the Lamb of God. Don't ever get over being saved. And don't ever think that praising God is not well-pleasing to God. Because He inhabits the praise of His people. He deserves the praise of the and folks, he uses the praise of his people to confound the wise, to confound the mighty, and to bring into 
reality to a lost and dying world that he is the Savior of the world. Our Father, thank you for this night. Thank you, dear God, for this beautiful chapter that we'll get into later. It's been a wonderful night of thanksgiving and praise. And Lord, we want to thank you for the day that you reached down and saved our unworthy soul. Thank you for that we can remember that through the Lord's Supper and God that we can praise you and say praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Praise your holy name. Lord, thank you for using the testimonies tonight to encourage and touch my heart that it's worth it that the ministry goes on through this next generation. Thank you for the courage that these people had to publicly stand in your house in this service and praise your holy name. Now God, give us the same courage to praise you at school, to praise you on the job, and praise you in our family get-togethers Thursday, and praise, praise you to our relatives, Praise you to the strangers and praise you to the neighbors. God, just fill our hearts overflowing with your spirit of praise. With every head bowed, every eye closed tonight, have me say, the Lord has touched my heart and his presence has been so sweet and real. And I want to keep praising him when I leave this place. And I want to be a testimony of God's goodness, God's greatness by turning from my sin by turning from this world for substance and to meet my need and just turning to God with all my heart, dedicated for His praise. Would you slip your hand up if that's your desire tonight? Amen. All over this place. Is there anyone who say, Preacher, I'm not even saved. These testimonies touched my heart. I can see that they were heartfelt. I can know that the, the Lord has really changed some hearts in here. But my heart's still cold. My heart's still lost. My heart's not right with God. And I'm not saved. And I'd like you to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up for prayer? Anyone? Just slip it up, then back down. I won't come to you. I won't embarrass you. I won't do the most I can do for you. I won't pray for you. And I believe that it would be the greatest way you could say thank you is to accept the Lord as your personal Savior. Anyone? Anyone need to be saved and you want us to pray for you? Father, thank you for the good service. Thank you, God, for your good presence. Thank you, God, for the blessings of life. So many people stood. Lord, you've been with them when they were so low and you picked them up. You've been with them at the wit's end where they had no one to turn to and you made yourself known and you interceded and, God, you even interrupted some lives to make your presence known and God, you saved some souls in this room. And God, you saved some lives. And God, you brought some people back through tragedies or near tragedies. God, you've been so good, so great, so powerful, so patient, so loving. We just love you for it. Now, Lord, help us with the same spirit of praise and thanksgiving to go out in this world that mocks God, that ignores God, that blasphemes God. God, help us to be a difference as we lift not ourselves, but as we lift you up in praise. Every day of our life is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.